1: Is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. In
0: 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might get winning here if the world flaps in the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory. At the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the
2: 77 Club. Hello, and welcome to episode 109 of the 77 Club. Joined with me is Harry Mansell. Hello, everyone. Jack Williams. Hello, guys. And from the old Golden Black, it's Tom Rouse. Hello, everybody. Uh, Harry you look a bit sad today have you just found out that they're going to throw away 50 Olympic swimming pools worth of beer um, because of the <laughs> coronavirus no
3: no I just watched the goalkeeper fall into the net and the goal line technology failed it so I'm a bit disappointed <laughs> <laughs> um, just do our socials very quickly Harry The Wall 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram at 77 Club Podcast on Twitter iTunes Spotify please rate and subscribe if you remember where we are and what we do cheers
4: Tom Rouse for the old golden and black um, I can't remember. It's been so long. I think it's the old gold 1877, something like that. And then <laughs> I've had a new podcast that I've been doing, Show Us Your Kit, which you've appeared on, Sam and Harry. Uh, you can find that on Spotify. Yeah, when is that
2: episode out? It's places. the one that everyone's dying to see. Uh, I think probably
4: about Christmas time it will be out.
2: <laughs> oh, excellent. Uh, this year or... Uh... <laughs> Well, 100 days after being put on hold because of the coronavirus pandemic, the Premier League has returned. Uh, As of time recording, which is uh, Wednesday evening, it is currently 8pm, Aston Villa versus Sheffield United has just finished. Uh, The players have a blue heart-shaped badge in tribute to the NHS staff and their names have been replaced with Black Lives Matter. But the big talking point of the game, Harry, as you alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, was that an absolute debacle, this time from goal line technology. Usually we're talking about... VAR nightmares but it seems that the old tech has let us down yeah well
3: it's kind of I bet Sky are glad it's happened because it was a boring game so at least we had something to talk about but yeah absolute farce and, and to make it even more funny apparently his watch went off at half time it flashed up goal, so <laughs> I don't know if the technology was turned off or there was a huge delay but I mean if you're Sheffield United you're absolutely gutted aren't you but bloody Villa got away we won now Jack we
2: couldn't believe it when it
5: happened yeah it's actually it's actually quite annoying and they said there it's the old technology it's not v- var but it is var as well at the same time yeah. because you're not telling me var shouldn't have brought that back to at least a point where they could check that the technology was definitely right because usually when there's a goal eyed decision you get the graphic flash up on the screen so everyone knows exactly how far yeah. it was or wasn't over the line and that just didn't happen but instead var just let it go so like when Neto's running running backwards uh, from a backwards pass he's called offside when Johnny's little toes offside they're, they're looking to pull that back but as soon as the ball six inches over the net they ain't bothered they just no crack on because the watch hasn't gone it's an absolute f- joke and it's just the whole thing is just annoying and actually you know 40 minutes back into the season I was just like oh I'm not this crap again
2: <laughs> <laughs> bring back lockdown wasn't it I think, was yeah it was. bring back lockdown uh, Tom, it just something that just shouldn't be happening isn't it
4: well I'm used to it. I'm just used to being let down by football this season, and i had <laughs> we are Welsh, I suppose. First, the first first <laughs> the first forty minutes or so of the season I was quite enjoying, but then you just think here we go again it's not gonna it's not gonna change and it's like uh, the boys have said there, it's it is v a r they should be you know it was brought in to eradicate clear and obvious errors. you can't get it more clear and obvious than the
2: goalkeeper lying in the back of the net with a ball um <laughs> just embarrassing. <laughs> Um, was it good to see the Premier League return Harry it, obviously it's not something that we wanted to see football behind closed doors but we did want to see the end of the season and, and that is kind of what we're getting yeah it is but I don't know the behind closed
3: doors thing obviously there's no other choice but for it to happen I do prefer it with the crowd noises on the telly as me and Jack discussed earlier but yeah I was buzzing I love the build up and that it gets you excited again doesn't it but we, I don't know it's a, it's a weird one for me I mean it needs to end but it's not ideal is it let's be honest
2: Jack for you want to see a return as well is it quite what you thought it would be obviously it's not perfect it's actually a little bit better I do think the crowd
5: noises like like Harry just said make it a, a lot more realistic uh, that game that we played against Olympiacos away where there was just no crowd and no noise was just mm. so so dead and it was it, it was it, struggling to even keep your attention even though it's a, a, a Europa knockout game so I think it's the doing the best they can really I mean just gotta just gotta ride it out and hope that soon we can be back in a stadium and actually have some proper noise but watching that villa game then if given there was a bit of noise and empty seats if it was a Birmingham home game you wouldn't have known the difference really we'd, look, we'd have looked we to same.
2: <laughs> uh, Tom do you think there was a difference in the uh, refereeing obviously the crowd isn't there to sort of uh, big up decisions or maybe influence them even
4: um, I'm not sure if it affected the game too much today and it, it shouldn't really anyway because, because of VAR but we've seen how inconsistent that is anyway um, Grealish was trying his best to referee the game himself but as usual um, <laughs> but I think he might do in some of the perhaps in the bigger derbies and the bigger games perhaps it might have a bit of an influence and we'll see that as the season unfolds
2: now and Harry I think Craven Cottage were testing out some fan noises within the stadium would be that be something that you would back as an idea um, well, when we first I first started watching the game
3: earlier, I actually thought that's what Villa were doing. I didn't realise it was actually Sky playing the noises. So I don't know. Maybe it'd, it'd be a bit better for the players, I guess. But can they really control it properly? I guess I know Sky have a bloke sat in a studio, don't they? Pressing a button to do the ooh and the ah,
2: and so I don't it's know. Very, if the, Very
4: quick. It's very good. Yeah.
2: I'd be so bad at that. Yeah, <laughs> me. Press the, press the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> Roll the credits. No, wrong. It's, sorry, it's don't wait there. Can Boo. Go? Boo. F1. <laughs> <laughs> Boo myself. Um, I was w- watching it on... Um, on TV and had the crowd noises. It sort of sounded normal with the commentators, but then I listened to a little bit of it on Five Live as well, and the commentary was so strange because obviously you didn't have the crowd noises with the, with the commentary for that, and it sounded a little bit more like a cricket game. You're just expecting some sort of rubbish anecdote from the 80s to come out or something when they start, <laughs> you know, talking about rubbish things because nothing happening. Um, but yeah, I definitely back that decision to um, to play some noises through through that. Um, in terms of the next game, obviously, uh, the last time we spoke to We Are West Ham, uh, a global pandemic happened, so we were a bit <laughs> on edge whether we should uh, do it again just in case something happened. But Harry caught up with Tom at We Are West Ham for your away perspective. The away perspective. What have our
3: opponents got to say? Now, last time we had Will, just before the crazy outbreak. And uh, yes, Tom, so lockdown's over. How have you found lockdown so, so far?
1: It's a little bit better uh, West Ham, I'm losing every week, to be honest, so a little <laughs> bit of stress off my back for a while, mate.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's crazy because just before we were meant to play you before the lockdown, we played Olympiacos. I remember the Premier League come out and said, the West Ham game will go ahead, Wolves will be playing. And then 24 hours later, they cancelled it. So yeah, crazy, crazy times. And how, what's your feelings going into it now, though? Now lockdown's happened. Mm. Because so I remember Will saying last time that you were fairly confident. Mm. but are you, are you confident now or are you, are you a
1: bit worried about this game? I mean, I'm, I'm worried in general, looking at the Premier League table, it's hard not to not to be worried. And it's whether or not that will play on the players' minds that they've had this long to hit on it. Because uh, like Will probably said, we've sort of found a team, we've sort of found a way of playing under Moyes and maybe he's had a chance to develop that but I'm, I'm relatively confident but you are a top side and I think we haven't scored against you since uh you got promoted so you're a bit of a bogey so you're a good team so yeah. I'm not confident for this game but I'm confident for the season to pan out all right
3: yeah so you're 16th on 27 points and do you think the fact that it's going to be behind closed doors helps or hinders West Ham in this
1: game I think for a couple we're a bit Jekyll and Hyde a couple of our players like Antonio people like that they feed off it you can visibly see that, that they sort of love the fact that they've got that connection with our fans but then if probably some of our better players who haven't been haven't been there for us this season like Anderson he, he's a type of player who could thrive so I think it'll yeah, be an interesting yeah. interesting to see the difference it's not like I said earlier today it's not like uh, Olympic Stadium ever bounces or we ever really have that 12th man since we moved in it's, it's been a bit sour so I don't think they'll miss much at home, to be honest. So, fingers crossed, they they sort of turn up.
3: Yeah, it's crazy, really, because Wolves away from home seem to do better. So, I don't know mm. whether it helped us you having a crowd, weirdly. It's just a weird dynamic, isn't it? It's definitely going to be different yeah, exactly. with the Premier League going on. Um, you were on about some players there. What do you reckon your starting 11 will be? Have you got players that have come back from injury or anything like that, or is everyone fully yeah. fit?
1: Yeah, so we effectively have a fully fit squad, which is the first time I can remember in like a long, long time, years honestly, since maybe the start of a few seasons ago. But um, so everyone's back, even Jack Wilshere's in amongst it, so he'll probably yeah. feature in the squad. He supposedly played, so we have an idea. But we, I don't know if you heard, we had the right the young right back who broke into the side, and he's rumored not to sign a contract, so I think oh, he's wow. the the right back's the main question mark at the minute. But yeah. I reckon we've got a pretty sort of solid starting eleven to go. I mean, I think it surprised me there that Jack Wilshere is actually fit. That's crazy. I know. <laughs> His no.
3: record. Uh... I can't believe it. Every time I
1: see him in a West Ham Shark, I
3: can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, in the Wolves side, when you look at the Wolves side, I'm sure you've watched us a lot this season.
1: Um, who stands out for you? Who, who do you like fear the most going into this game? Ruben Neves, for me, just, he's just that player who, no matter what midfield, anyone in the Premier League, he's good enough to dictate it and... Uh, he can pick you apart from very, very deep. He's obviously got a lot, he's got good range on him, both passing and shooting. We know he only scores worldies, but um, <laughs> yeah. he's the one, when you signed him in the championship, I'd sort of, not like I'd, I knew a lot about him, but I'd heard this amazing kid was coming through and I thought, how how has he ended up there? And uh, every, like that season, he was amazing. And ever since he's been in the league, yeah. he's been a top, top player.
3: Yeah, yeah. So he, he dipped a little bit in recent years, but like you say, worldies. I think mm. the, our most informed player is probably Traore, but he, he kept yeah. popping his shoulder just before lockdown. So hopefully he's recovered from that. Does somebody mm. like him worry you? Because he's probably our most informed yeah. player
1: going off the, the games before. Yeah, completely. I was up at Molyneux when you uh, beat us this season with 2 0, was it? And uh, yeah. he was just, he, he was something, I probably should have mentioned him, to be honest, because he, he was <laughs> against Cresswell. He just, uh, he would just carry the ball about 60, 70 yards and we had no answer. We doubled up, tried everything and he was just, he was too big, too strong. So him for sure is. But I don't know. The one thing you have with him is he gets in good positions so often. But don't know if he's always going to make the right decision at the end. That's the only thing I have with him.
3: Yeah, last season he was, that, that that sort of thing was terrible. But this year he has uh, upped his game on that. Um, mm. Who should like from our perspective, Wolves? Who should we look out for on the
1: West Ham team? Who's who's your biggest threat? Mm. And who we got to look out for? I guess for me, I think he's got a lot of uh, stick this season, and he's had times when he's been completely isolated on his own but Seb Haller I think he is a good player he's Mm. uh he's got good height he's good with his feet he's got a lot to his game and we really haven't played to his strengths and I think he's sort of got unfairly labeled as a bit of a failure which you could argue he is at this stage seven goals I think it is but he's a lot better than that and I think if we come out and we work out how to play to his strengths he'll he'll be the man for us because he scored he scored again in these two restart games so he seems to be in a bit of form so Mm. him I'd say do you think you, uh, you're going to avoid the drop? Do you think you can do it? Do you think you'll stay up? I mean, I think when you look down at our squad, like in, in the whole, this time to actually evaluate things, and see players come back from injury, I feel like we can't go down with this team, but we said that before. <laughs> um, yeah. But I just think we have a bit too much this year. I think a few teams as well will get dragged back into it. And I think that it just takes a few wins and you're sort of out of it again. So uh, I'm confident.
3: Yeah, that's good to hear. So, uh, Neck on the line time, mate. What's your score prediction for the game? I'd say 2-2 to be positive. I hope so. Plenty of goals if it is 2-2. I'll go for a 4-1, (laughs) Wolves.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't write it off. I wouldn't write it off. I'll tell you that much. (laughs)
3: Right, uh, cheers Tom as Sam would say best of bad luck for the game Mm. and uh, hopefully catch you next season if you do stay up. Cheers. Cheers.
1: The away
0: perspective what have our opponents got to
2: say? Well Harry obviously seeing as you spoke to Tom I'll I'll, I'll start with you in terms of a a starting 11 and how Nuno will approach this game what are you thinking? Well the best available it don't seem like we've got any injuries does it? Um, Hopefully
3: Traore's shoulder has had the break it's needed and it don't pop out again which it kept doing before lockdown so I think as you were from when we last played the strongest team possible with Traore, Jimenez and Jota as a three and you know the rest is always the same pretty much so yeah we've got to be um, well before the lockdown happened I remember being very confident going into this game thinking we were going to go and get a result Um, but as you mentioned uh, the lad from uh, Tom from We Are West Ham said that they're actually happy that there's no crowd so (laughs) maybe that's an advantage to them which could work because usually we are better away from home but if uh, the home team are going to be happy there's no crowd there and he might give them
2: that little boost weirdly maybe we're we're not going to go there and win it might be a tough game but then fighting for survival I and mean, it's probably completely pointless looking at the team because it seems about 15 years ago that the Brighton game happened which is obviously one of the worst games of football I've ever watched at Marlon U and that's saying something <laughs> uh, but Patricia in goal Bolly, Cody, Sace Doherty, Dendonka Neves, Matinho uh, Martino, Matinho Matinho yeah I think I say say it uh, Vinagre, Jimenez and Jota two. Uh, do you think there's a place for Traore in there, Jack? Um, like Harry said, yeah, if he's fit,
5: you've got to play him really as our fourth player of the season. It would have been nice if I don't know If if they are going to do a a sort of an operation with him, it would have been nice if they could have managed to fit it in during that three month break we had. Uh, I don't know how long the recovery time would have been, but that would have been perfect. But obviously, then you never know at what week or what point they're going to start the restart the season. You don't want to be without him for the rest of it, particularly when you got Europe to cook to go with as well. So. Um, yeah if sure was tomorrow fit, 50 starts doesn't he let's be honest um but we'll see how it goes it's interesting the new setup with the the water breaks and the substitutions and things and whether that'll help or hinder our new squad um time will tell we've got a very good record against west ham since we come back up though we've won every game i think haven't we so i think anything less than that particularly when you've taken the crowd element out of it we've got to be going for the win but i the one worrying thing is thinking about that Olympiakos game, which was behind closed doors. I think we did struggle a little bit. And whether that was because we preferred to play in in against in front of some fans rather than no fans at all, I don't know. But again, we'll have to see how we how we go. I'm sure Nuno will have the lads mentally prepared for it.
2: Are you saying that the government guidance wasn't clear? Because I think it was: uh, get your shoulder <laughs> fixed. Don't get your shoulder fixed. Go outside. Don't go outside. Uh, don't get an operation. Do get an operation. Uh, uh, um, so, Tom, for you, I, I know Podence has been sort of um, in the Wolves media uh, recently talking about how he's spending lockdown in Wolverhampton and, and he's looking quite fit, seeing some videos of him in training too. Do you think he's going to have a place on the bench or do you think he's going to be pushing for a starting place? Well,
4: I think that's the, that's a key point for not just Podence, but there's a, a whole group of players who are probably on the fringes of the starting 11 who've got a chance to really push themselves forward for... Whenever next season might be, and with the they will definitely get more minutes now than usual. You're looking at Podens, Gibbs White, uh, Neto, Vinagre. Um, there's those young lads as well. I can't remember their names who have been training with the first team. Who will definitely be on the bench. Um, uh, but it's it'll be interesting to see Podens more because we well we saw very very few glimpses of him before lockdown happened, and from what I saw. He was more exciting from than like Jota for me. I would be picking Podence in the starting eleven as soon as possible, for me, anyway. From what I can remember. I mean, it was three months ago. Um, no, I don't think I'd put him straight in. I'd stick to what we
3: were doing before lockdown, but if he does get his chance, he's got to prove himself, hasn't he? It's one of them. We've, we've said so many times before, that area of where he plays, kind of like right or left forward, we've got a lot of cover there, haven't we? So it's, it's going to be pretty tough for him to break in, but... He seems like a good player, and hopefully if he does get a chance, he does take it and gives Jota and Traore the competition
2: to try and get up past him. And Jack, Sheffield United did move above Wolves with that result against Aston Villa into sixth. The Wolves dropped down into seventh. Uh, You said we're going to play the long game, though.
5: (laughs) Yeah, I think a draw tonight. It's it's always difficult when it's Villa involved and they're, they're in a relegation scrap, because ideally then you'd want them to win that game tonight, but I think a a nil-nil draw means that Sheffield United are what just one point ahead of us. Um, our goal difference slightly better, and we've got an all right running, haven't we? Really, we've got a favourable running, but we've got to do the business. Do the business starting on. Saturday. Have to see how it goes. On the point, I do think that we'll probably end up most games on the substitution point is probably rotating the wingers, probably quite a lot. Now we've got that free, that free bit to do it. Uh, the extra subs, so that's probably something you'd at least try and change for the last ten minutes, even if it means sacrificing Jota, Traore or Neto, wherever it might be. But um, so I reckon they will be, given the fact that it's we've got a very small squad anyway, they've all got to play their part now moving forward
2: Tom we were, we were saying a little bit before about where you'd find the five, five substitutions potentially and I, I guess they would be from, from the last game anyway uh, Neto Traore Podence and then you're looking at like Jordao and, and then potentially yeah. Vanagro as well. So, so you, has it really you, helped, that those five substitutions? Obviously, it, it's better to have the option than not, I suppose.
4: Yeah, well, Nuno doesn't usually make any substitutions at all. So you might see him making a normal three now in the 90 the minutes. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. I think it will, you know, just because well, we're quite used to playing three games in a week anyway. So I don't think that's, I don't think that losing... Fitness is too much of a concern, uh, to be honest. But I don't know, just keeping things fresh and keeping competition uh, in the squad and in the first eleven, I think is important in the longer run as well. Not just you know, not just for the immediate month or six weeks that this this season is going to last, but next season is going to start pretty quickly. So let's blood some young players now. I'm not personally, I'm not too bothered if we finish fourth or fifth. I think the season's dead, which we might come to in a minute, and. I just think that gives the young players a bit of a chance. I think that's what Liverpool are planning to do as well, isn't it? When they win the title they're going to play their under-18s for the rest of the season so it's going to be interesting.
2: Excellent. Um,
4: We'll do a score prediction. We'll start with you, Harry. Um, I think judging on just watching the Villa game seeing that
3: players have still probably got to get into it a bit I'm going to go for just like a 1-0 Wolves a little scrappy late goal for us
5: I'm going to go nil-nil I think we've been wanting football to be back for so long it's going to be the most boring (laughs) week of Premier League football (laughs) in history
2: (laughs) not a single goal uh, we've got to look for some positivity from Tom Rouse now just to round it off but Tom what's your score prediction
4: Uh, well the (laughs) most common uh, result this season for Wolves I think has been 1-1 so I'm going to
2: go for (laughs) 1-1 excellent Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with 4-1 I'm going for Harry's uh, big score for that one um in terms of ticket news for this one, completely pointless doing that. <laughs> uh, but what we can do lots uh, of availability. Is- <laughs> yeah, yeah, about 31,000 seats available for that one. Uh, now TV day passes have come through on your emails if you are a season ticket holder. It gives you two codes so that you've got a, a day pass to watch all of Sky Sports and, and what it has to offer. And a good move by the club, Harry? Yeah, definitely. It's better than nothing, isn't it?
3: And I'm sure still, for some fans will still moan somehow about it, but if you haven't got Sky, you'd be buzzing with that, wouldn't you? So um, We were the same, wasn't we, before because I've, I've got Sky So I'm going to get a code I wonder if you can pass it on to a mate I wonder if that's allowed <laughs> that's I don't know I that's what people are oh. doing
4: yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah so But yeah great idea I just feel for the people Obviously when it's on BT Sport I doubt they can do Are they connected with Now TV? I don't think they are are they? So no, if you no, haven't got BT Sport, I think you'll
2: struggle, which one of our games is on BT, isn't it? So
3: yeah, great, great uh, thing they've done though.
2: Yeah, I mean, the thing with BT is obviously it, it does have the online presence as well. So, I mean, they might sort something out, but obviously uh, we'll just wait and see. Obviously two of the uh, four home games. So um, two that are unattached to anything at... Uh, Jack, in terms of, it's a nice gesture, isn't it? Because I think the day passes as they are cost about nine ninety nine as it is. Yeah, but at the same time, it's kind of the minimal thing
5: they have to do. When you're saying to regulars they can't go to football anymore, you should have to at least give them some beans to watch it, even if it's on a stream that keeps going down and is a minute and a half behind real life.
2: He's <laughs> sound well up for it.
5: <laughs> <laughs> just, well, I'll be, I think most people—well, I say a high, not most people—a high percentage of people who are season ticket holders at football are probably going to have a Sky Sports subscription or a BT subscription as well. To be honest, so a lot of a lot of them will just be probably changing hands and going to family and friends and stuff. I'd have thought.
2: Excellent. And uh, Tom, for you, uh, have you got Sky? Are you going to make use of this code?
4: I I have access to Sky, uh, so I'll be passing my code on to someone else. here. That's, well, that's code very
5: that's very code good. for like very rinsing good. your dad's sky go, it, That yeah, that <laughs> thing I that's in
2: the Bayliss camp there. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> uh, aside from the Premier League, UEFA's president hasn't given up hope of the prospect of supporters attending the final matches of this season's Champions League, which will be in Lisbon and the draw for the quarter and semifinals of the Champions League and Europa League will take place at UEFA HQ in Nyon. On the 10th of July, the final stages of the Europa League we played across four cities in Germany. They are Cologne, Duisburg, Dusseldorf and Gölkoschkirchen. That's between the 10th of August and the 21st. Cologne is hosting the final. It's going to be like a World Cup-style format. It's all going to be one-leg ties. Harry, was this something that you support? It was a bit left-field. You weren't really expecting
3: it. Yeah, well, obviously they've got to do something like this, and they are. The only thing I was confused on, I don't know if you mentioned that a little bit there, is obviously with the Olympiacos second leg, whether that's at Molyneux or not or whatever. But I honestly think, um, weirdly, I just think it'll suit as well, just having the one-game knockout. I think we're a great, we're a great cup team. Um, apart from when we play Watford in the semi-final. But I just think it will suit our style, <laughs> our, our counter-attacking style. Even if we come up against a bigger team, we've got that game where we can soak up and hit people on the break. So I really fancy our chances in
2: this format. I really do. And Jack, you reckon that uh, it has to be played at Molyneux, that Olympia Arcos tie?
5: Um, I think it should do. I mean, realistically, if we play at Molyneux behind closed doors, then that's been exactly the same as what happened in the first leg from Olympi mm. point of view. So it makes it as fair as possible. I know, then it's difficult because they're doing all the other games in that one location. But I think, in terms of fairness, it's a bit unfair if, if they can play on their home pitch and then we have to go and play on a pitch in Germany. Where like mm-hmm. when was when the last time we played in Germany? I can't even remember in my lifetime. Um, so it would it would put us at a slight disadvantage. And um, so. Yeah, I, I think if they can, if they can do it safely, it has to be done at Monyuw. And then from that point on, we'll just take the the magic roller coaster ride of sort of knockout tournament football. But I've kind of got this giggling feeling well, we're going to get knocked out anyway
3: against
4: <laughs> <I get to, laughs>
5: Olympiacos. Yeah, I kind of do. I kind of do. We're going to build it all up and then look forward to this this tournament style thing in Germany, and they'll probably not say that it, they'll then. let fans in at the final, and then we'll just get knocked out by Olympiacos anyway. Um.
2: <laughs> well, it's a shame we're not in the Champions League because we would have been playing in Portugal and it would have been a home game for half of the time. So. Yeah. Um, what do you think of it, Tom?
4: Uh, well, first of all, I
2: can't believe that Jack has forgotten the
4: I Hotels tournament the Wolves played in uh, preseason before last. <laughs> uh, unforgettable forty-five minute games in Germany. Um, was that in Germany? But, I thought it was in Austria. Yeah. It, uh, no the priest that was the pre-season before oh. there was a little tournament wasn't there those was 45 minute games um I'm getting my pre-seasons
5: but, confused <laughs> <laughs> um
4: in terms of the Europa League I'm again it, I take it or leave it for me because I was really looking forward to the next or this stage of the tournament with being able to travel, like with Inter Milan still being in the tournament, and you know the thought of going to the San Siro, the, I'd book my flights to Gdańsk and booked hotels and stuff. That was why I wanted Wolves to go forward into the tournament. It was to enjoy those experiences. Um, yeah. Wolves, everybody assumes that Wolves have got a buy through to the final because you know we're so amazing. But I, like you've said, we could go out in the next round. I wouldn't be too disappointed if that happened. If we win it it'll feel a bit empty because nobody will be there to enjoy it so it's just I don't know it's a bit of a bit of a weird one at the moment for me
5: the thing is though if we do win it we're in the Champions League next year yeah, so in, that's mate. the one thing isn't it. and hopefully we'll be able to go then but
4: that's well that's true but it, it will I don't know because will we be able to see that even will that still be behind closed doors so
5: yeah who knows oh, there's got to be a point where they just say we've got to just carry on is not it? You yeah. think.
4: if you've but. got enough if you've got enough loyalty points you can go into the stadium. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine the
2: meltdown. They're so like yeah, 2000 can go. Awesome. Or you can get a vaccine yeah. on loyalty points. I mean,
5: it's, I'm, I'm sorry but it's got to be more likely to be the 2000 points that Harry consumes it'll see him off rather than coronavirus. It's <laughs> <laughs> <honest>. great
2: points. <laughs> Yeah, so um, those ties look like they're going to be played on uh, August the 7th and 8th. We don't know which one yet. Um, actually, Inter Milan versus Getafe and Sevilla versus Roma, they haven't actually played any last 16 matches yet, so they're going to be doing a single leg tie. A venue still to be confirmed as well. And finally we will talk about um, how this season will be remembered I mean I think we probably all know the answer to that will it be uh, Liverpool steamrolling to their first title most likely unbeaten since 1990 uh, or the one ruined by Covid-19 which one do you reckon Harry? 100% ruined by Covid-19
3: you you think of those Sky Sports years they always do and they're like in June (laughs) so and so bloody blah Boris Johnson said this don't know and then it's just going to show probably Liverpool lifting the title I'm all spaced out no fans there clock yeah. does clap him with his glasses steamed up so you know, it'll all be about in 20 years you will think yeah that was a mental time COVID-19 we had no football bloody de blah and like, like if we win the Europa League it'd be huge for us but not many other people will remember it in years to come because of the, the virus mm. so it's a shame really but at least uh, we are finishing it so the Liverpool
2: fans uh, will get their little moments it's strange, isn't it? Because there are so many things that you could have looked back. I mean, the brilliance of, of what Liverpool have, have done up until this point and also the way that R- VAR had, had ruined it anyway. And oh, yeah. then all of a sudden it's a global pandemic. It does it in the end, Jack.
5: Yeah, it's very true. I just had a chuckle to myself then because you're just thinking going down in history, it'll be that if we did manage to pull off a, a European victory, it would be that one what went down in history and you'd had videos for years to come of us lifting, lifting the cup and it panning to a completely empty stadium of just nobody there like, it, like yes, like, just like nobody cares and, but, just
3: a single uh,
2: party popper going off in the background but
3: this, this would have been a this, if it weren't for the coronavirus it would have been the season for VAR wouldn't it that's yeah, all it would, everyone would yeah, have remembered it yeah. about and even that taint is tainted Liverpool's run a little bit because they've had a lot of decisions yeah. go their way and that so mm. but would they rather it be tainted by the VAR or the virus as the Liverpool fans I guess mm. either way it begins
5: V. it seems like so long ago as well now doesn't it but like how yeah. great was this season up until it stopped
4: it was brilliant for us as well it was super our, our, our season's yeah. has nearly been going for 12 months I don't know, july we yeah. started really? it, it does, does feel like
2: that like, i feel like a right idiot because at the beginning of the year i was like 2020 is going to be my year and just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
5: and i'm i said that and i'm currently living in a car my mom and dad so <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> smashing it <laughs> Oh and and Tom just a, a final word from you on uh, how you'll look back on this season.
4: On this well this season I'll always remember Turin will be the uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah, that was the pinnacle isn't it. Yeah. It's difficult to well it's difficult to remember that that was actually this season because it was as you said so long ago but we've had some amazing games as well the two games against Manchester City um the game against Spurs for me at home as well stands out as a, one of even though we lost it was one of the best performances I've ever seen a Wolves team put in um, the Spurs game away from home as well lots and lots of really good memories but again it's just going to it's going to feel weird whenever we look back and think about this season and uh, yeah and well so many really good really good matches about well, the Liverpool game even though we lost sp- played really really well City? home and away
3: the City both City games crazy
4: yeah, I did yeah Spurs away it, well. it feels I thought
3: you
2: said Spurs yeah it feels so, uh, so like you say so long ago it's so weird mm. and in terms of the, the season in its entirety obviously starting last July it's going to finish this July it's an unprecedented situation to be in You, we, we started this um, season quite slowly Harry we're, we're sort of starting mm. it again in terms of a, a prediction of where we'll finish, what are you thinking? I think
3: we'll finish around about where we are now, but it's funny you say that, Sam, that how we started, because it's just flashed back to me. Remember that thing yeah. we did, Tom, when we were really disappointed, about yeah. like we were playing yeah. and we thought we were going to be like yeah. struggling down, be about 50, how times have changed since then. Yeah, just just after the Besiktas game, and then the irony was we went and beat Man City away <laughs> yeah. the game after. So, But yeah, the way we started this season, was a worry wasn't it? it Balanced it out the Europa League That's so the Chelsea, way we turned okay. it around yeah the way mm. we the way we turned it around to be fair has been a uh, pretty impressive but like you say it just feels like ages ago it feels like a, it feels like last
2: season the first half of this season or the first three quarters and Jack depending on what happens with Manchester City and their European exploits seventh should be enough for a European place do you think seventh will be the final position
5: I think we should be at least going for sixth now because that's better than we achieved last season. I think anything more than that might be a push, to be honest. And I still think that our best chance of getting into the Champions League would be to win the Europa League, like I just said, because it leaves nothing to doubt. Then, if they get to this, the point where they've given either us or Sheffield United a Champions League spot, suddenly something will happen, and Man City are allowed back in. Mm. So we've got to do it ourselves. We can't rely on anything else.
4: I think I remember thinking at the beginning of the season, uh, hoping to get sixty points because I think that would have beaten last year's tally. Um, yeah. So fifty-seven for me. That's that's still that's still within reach, and I think that's that would be a really good uh, haul for. For Wolves And you know Considering how we've struggled To get to 35 points Before in the Premier League It would be a huge Achievement for the For the club really Um, European places as well I mean I would I don't want to go through The rigmarole of having to go to Crusaders and places like that before uh, qualifying for the Europa League I want to go straight into the group stage and if that means we've got to
2: finish sixth then that's what what I hope happens. Well uh, thank you guys for joining us in this uh, special edition. It's good to get the football back some actual uh, football that is is new to watch. I feel like I've watched every single clip of football that's ever happened over the last couple of months so um, (laughs) it is good to have it back but what we'll do is we will say goodbye to Harry Mansell. So yeah, Jack Williams. Goodbye. And Tom Rouse, and it's a goodbye for me. Goodbye.
0: The 77 Club. The Wolves Podcast for the Gold and Black Army. Sports Social Podcast Network.